Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. We are officially on episode 30 of the show, which is crazy because that means that we've already recorded um, 15 guest episodes and 15 solo episodes. So that's exciting. And yeah, um, I'm really excited to chat with today's guest. Um, I'm here today with Alessia of AlessiaPendolfi.com. Alessia is an online business strategist and she's all about running a business online smoothly and in the easiest way possible. She's Italian, but after many years of traveling around Europe for both work and study, she settled in Finland for love. She loves dogs, chocolate, candles, and the smell of oranges. She's fluent in four different languages, and when you don't find her working on automating other people's businesses, she's probably drinking a cup of tea and reading a good book. So I can't wait to chat with Alessia about making the transition from a virtual assistant to an online business strategist. Um, So let's dive right in. Hi, Alessia. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat more about going from a virtual assistant to an online business strategist with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Well, I'm so excited to be here, first of all. So thank you so much for hosting me. Um, Well, uh, about me, um, as you probably may guess from my accent, um, I'm not native English speaker, and in fact, I'm Italian, Um, but I don't live in Italy. I actually live in Helsinki, in Finland, and I'm here because my boyfriend is Finnish. So after a very long um, distance relationship, then I just decided to move here. And uh, when I decided to move here, it's also at at the same time I started this entrepreneurial journey. Um, I I started out as a virtual assistant, as you said, um, and everything started because I simply couldn't find any job. I had uh, had no network. I didn't know anyone uh, except my boyfriend. So I was a bit cut out. And even though everyone speaks quite good English here, um, when when it comes about job, they still expect that you are fluent in uh, in Finnish, even though uh, most of the companies are really international. Um, so for a couple of months, I had been looking for a job and I couldn't come up with anything and my money were running out, you know, honestly. <laughs> um, so then I just decided to, I don't know, take this step and just try it out. It was the only way I could get all my, docu- my, my documents in, in order. I could open a bank account. Um, so then it just seemed the most reasonable thing. And it's just so hilarious for me to say this because... Um, I never thought of myself of being uh, an entrepreneur. I actually consider myself as kind of the anti-business person. <laughs> but then I just found in this situation, I had already started as a VA, as a kind of side job, so nothing to intend just to get some extra money. So then in a way, it felt just natural to transition to a full-time VA. 
So basically, yeah, that's, that's how it started. So how long ago was that? That was in uh, January 2016. Okay, so like almost, well, two years yeah, ago. Now. Two yeah. years ago, okay. yeah, about precisely two years ago, yeah. Yeah, I find it crazy how difficult it is to get jobs in other countries because, you know, you would think, oh, well, I speak English and most people speak English. So you would think that that would be like, you know, a no brainer, but it's not. Um, And I've had friends that, you know, they fall in love with studying abroad and they end up moving there and then they have a hard, hard, hard time finding a job. Like I know someone who moved to Germany and, you know, they had a difficult time finding a job because I didn't speak fluent German, but they ended up like kind of doing something online because, you know, you can speak any language online. As long as you are able to communicate with your people, you, you can make it work. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a cool industry that we're in and it's, it's cool that, you know, nowadays you can work from anywhere on the internet. That wasn't possible 10 years ago even. So yeah. it's, it's really awesome. The opportunities that the internet has opened up for people. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just much easier to, um, I mean, even to be in touch with with my family and my friends. Now it's much easier than it was um, when I was, for example, in exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, what, 2010, 2011? So not really long ago, but I still remember that it was way more complicated to just you know, even just making a phone call, uh, it was, uh, you know, all the time, hey, are you available at this time? And then we can meet on Skype, whereas now you just grab your WhatsApp and you make a call and it's just much faster and and easier. Definitely also much easier to work online. Yeah, technology has made things so much easier. Like, you know, social media wasn't, it just started coming out about 10, 11, 12 years ago and people didn't know what it was going to do. And now it's just this crazy thing that no one ever expected it to be, which is awesome. So when you were a virtual assistant, what was your focus? Like, did you just do general VA work or did you have like a specific niche that you served? Mm, In a way, when I started with this um, side gig, uh, it started out with a business coach. Well, actually, she started out as a life coach and then she transitioned into mm-hmm. a business coach. So my niche, in a way, it kind of defined itself because I just started out with her and mm-hmm. then she referred me to, to another coach. So I, got, I just got acquainted working in that industry. Okay. So... Um, in a way, yeah, it, it kind of created itself. And I really enjoyed working with, with coaches and, and, uh, and consultants, especially life coaches. At that time, it was really interesting for me because I was going through a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. So even though I had moved many times before coming to Finland, uh, it was always temporary. Whereas this time it was more permanent. So there were a lot of emotions and, and things going on in my mind. So it was also really interesting to work with them because I, I, I mean, through their uh, content and, and stories and experiences, I would get also uh, food for thoughts yeah, for myself. Yeah. Your own kind of a, a, like yeah. advice kind of. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Um, so what kind of work did you do for them mostly? Uh, I started offering... Um, Mostly um, this like social media and then graphic. So I, I used to 
uh, work pretty a lot with um, with Photoshop and Illustrator and doing some um, some editing. Uh, then obviously Canva took okay. the the advantage because it's much faster and and for some things yeah it, it's much faster and, and easier to to do it with Canva rather than with Photoshop. Yeah, um, crazy. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, basically those were the things I, I started with. So it was mostly uh, scheduling the content on social medias and then creating graphic content. Those have been the the things that I started with, and then I. Um, then I, I offered also admin support, so email management and calendar management and so on. Um, so basically, yeah, I started out with that. And um, especially um, one thing that I really liked to do was um, giving trainings about Google Drive and the whole suite of, uh, of tools because... Um, once I remember I, 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 I had started working with this client and she had no idea how she could share with me the files. And I was like, yeah, we can just go do it through Google Drive. And she was like, what's that? And then I explained what, what it was and she was so amazed. And, and that, that was the thing. Then from that moment, we started working only on Google Drive. And then we got so hooked on all the, the add-ons and plugins that you can add to Google and Google Drive and so on. That that was really great. That was really fantastic because it's also a way for me to study and learn a lot of new stuff. Yeah, I don't know how people operate without Google Drive because it makes things so much easier because, you know, like regular Microsoft and stuff, you don't have the cloud function, so you have to email it back and forth and it can get clunky and you don't always have the right version. But with Google Drive you have the right version no matter what because it saves yeah. automatically, you know? So, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a lifesaver for me, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for me too. Um, so when you decided to make the transition from a virtual assistant to an online business strategist, was it difficult at first? Like, was it hard to kind of brand yourself as an online business strategist versus a VA? Because I know they are a little different. VA is a little more lower level well and like an online business strategist or manager that kind of thing is more um you know higher level type position yeah yeah basically everything started um, i think when i came back from the um summer holidays okay so i had um like my my client base was really balanced at that time between admin support and then more uh, techy stuff like automation and funnels and um, social medias. So there was there was a good balance between the two things I was doing. Uh, but then I just realized that. Um, um, when I came back from the holidays, I started working on a telesummit. So I was building the whole backend structure of it. And it was really exciting. It was a huge amount of work, but it's so, it was so exciting. And then made me realize that that was the things that I really loved doing. So the, uh, the more techie parts, the more automation and, and the backend thing, rather than the admin support. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I, I guess it was, what, maybe end of July or August that I started realizing that maybe it would have been a good idea to 
to change or to give a try to new things. And then I took basically yeah, from August until um, beginning of December, mm-hmm. I just started to learn a bit more about automation and, and um, I don't know, the universe in a way sent me more clients yeah. <laughs> that wanted that kind of things. So it, it, I just understood that, yeah, now this is what really excites me. So Mm -hmm. this is what I want to do. So from that point of view, it wasn't that hard to change. Um, But then now I'm going through rebranding. Okay. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just really a lot of work. Of course. So yeah. it's it's not only you know changing the, the the visual identity, but I realize that it's also a lot of work on uh, you know working on your ideal client and mm-hmm. defining all the your best uh, thing, redoing everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the redoing everything, which um, I didn't really do at the very beginning because I didn't have the competencies. I didn't have even the budget for doing that. So mm-hmm. at the very beginning, I didn't, I didn't really do it. And it was rather a work in progress. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it was um, at some point I would read about ideal client and, and niching, like really, really, really niching down. Yeah. So I would work on that. But I didn't do at the very beginning. And now that I'm doing it, I understand how important it is. So that, that's why I just decided to hire a branding specialist and work with her because it just makes so much sense to do it with, a, with an expert rather than me going yeah, into details and doing what I find online. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that point of view, it's challenging because... I mean, not only because of the time it takes, but also because it really pushes me to um, to really think in depth about my direction, my new identity, what I want to offer, mm-hmm. and so on. Even though I have some some clarity, and I've always had some clarity after I I came back from the holidays, because I knew that it like my new direction had to be um, about uh, stream, streamlining an online business and working mostly on the back end. So all the automation and integration and making the apps and different software talk to each other. So I knew that was the thing, but now I'm defining much more in depth the mm-hmm. whole concept. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's like, cause when you're, you know, who you're working with before that doesn't have to change, but it's just like your focus because, you know, I'm sure people still come with, come to you like wanting help with VA stuff but then you're kind of like well no I'm mostly focused on the the background and the back end of things with the tech and things like that now and you know sometimes that gets hard for people to understand because they're like oh you don't do that anymore you know and it's just uh, it's a work in progress you have to keep reminding people okay this is what I do and kind of putting yourself out there with your new title and your new offerings and things like that. So how do you go about um, kind of sharing with people what you're doing now? Do you like participate in Facebook groups or just like word of mouth referrals or how does that work for you? Um, so far it has, it has always been word of mouth and referrals. Okay. Um, that has been, uh, yeah, I've got most of my client base through um, just referrals. Okay. Um, now that that it's that's changing as well because um <laughs> it's it's uh, it's weird to say but 
Um, in 2017, when I was closing the year, I just realized that because I relied so much on referrals, I was invisible out there. Yeah, completely. yeah. So then um, now with the, you know, pushed also by, by the, the rebranding thing, I'm completely, I'm completely changing my, my attitude towards visibility and, and mindset and because I'm an introvert, basically, so I'm, I'm comfortable behind the screen and yeah. sometimes working on my pyjama because that's yeah. the truth. When you work from home, sometimes it happens. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so um, this year, I, I'm going to be much more visible. So I have already booked some slots in other uh, podcasts as well. So I want to rely a lot on um, podcast guest blogging and I, I'm, I'm soon opening a Facebook page where I'm going okay. to go live there every week mm-hmm. so I want to open it much more rather than keep relying on, on word of mouth because now that I'm changing direction for my clients it, it, it still can be a bit complicated to understand what I'm changing and why I'm changing. So I, I don't want to rely too much on that. Yeah. And then now you can kind of introduce yourself to new people instead of waiting for them to be introduced to you. Yeah. Um, so I, when I started, I was opposite actually. So when I was building my business, I was like, okay, I need to get clients. Like I scoured Facebook groups and that's kind of how I got clients. And then the word of mouth came in. So now I'm not relying heavily on referrals, but that's like the main way that I get new clients now, just because I don't have the time to be in Facebook groups as much as I was before I got all my clients. Um, So now that's like, that's what I um, am focusing on, like more so word of mouth and referrals and things like that. Um, And it, has kept my inbox pretty steady for now, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, especially when you make a big rebrand, um, you know, you have to put yourself out there how you want to be perceived instead of allow, like letting other people do that for you. Cause you know, your current clients, I'm sh- they love you and stuff, but they don't, they probably don't know exactly your new direction. So it's up to you to tell people. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good way. And then, you know, even, I don't know, I don't know if you mentioned if you go in Facebook groups or anything, but I found like, that's where I want to say 80% of my client work came from initially, which is crazy. And a lot of people are like, they don't work, but they do. If you, if you engage and you share your knowledge and things like that, people will come to you and you can find clients that way. It's not, people say it's oversaturated, but if you're doing the right things and taking the right steps to find those clients, you won't have an issue. So yeah, that's just my two cents for that. Um, so what is your number one tip for someone who is looking to become an online business strategist and like transition from a VA or even just go straight into being an online business strategist? Well, um, I think the most important thing is just to be clear on what lights you up because, um, like I, I knew since the very beginning that I wanted to focus on these the back end side and all the techie bits. Um, so I don't do anything else than that. So I'm really, really focused on, on that aspect. So I think having clear really the, the direction you want to take and what you really want to do, that's really important because it will always happen that someone comes to you and mm-hmm. asks for something that you don't really do, but you know how to do it. 
you know you can do it, but you're not overexcited about it. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Uh, it, it could be depending on your personality and, and what's the situation, because obviously at the beginning, you need to get clients. Of course. So you might like, do things that yeah. are not necessarily your favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say that's that's the number one thing, which is basically for, for for anything. Yeah. I think just clarity on the direction you want to take, that's one of the most important things. I agree with that. I mean, and of course, like when you're first trying to find clients, you may take on products that aren't necessarily the most exciting things, but you know, you need to make that money somehow. And eventually you can break away from that and say, Hey, I really enjoyed working with you, but like, this is what I really want to focus on. So, and then, you know, you still don't sever that relationship with the client. And then you kind of tell them, here's what I'm focusing on. If you have anyone who needs this, or if you ever need this in the future, I'm here. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's dive into the three questions that I ask everyone that comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Um, okay. What I love the most about my job, um, I, I would say there are two things and they, they go to, to different directions. So on one side, there is the, the personal reason. Um, I, I love my, my job and I love my profession because I can travel as much as I want and go and visit my family and friends. Um, and this wouldn't be possible if I would be an employee somewhere in an office even though here they are in Finland they are really flexible and and you get to work from home um, many times even if you're supposed to be in the office they are quite okay with this but it wouldn't be the same Mm -hmm. so this is really important for me because I have old grandparents and uh, I have three dogs that they live with my parents and here this flat it's so empty without any animals so <laughs> um, so that's really important on, on one side on the other side um, I always like it was complicated for me it was really hard for me to find out that I had talents that other people could really benefit from because since I remember, I've always been a, a really helpful person. So if I see anyone that is having a hard time with something, I always try to help in any way I can. And when I realized that like the talent I have so to get along well with techie stuff, I don't know why it came out like this, but for me, it's just easy to understand all the techie bits. Um, and then when I realized that I could really help some other people and figure those things out for them and um, in a way be okay with my internal conflict of making money while helping others. Yeah, yeah. For sure. um, so then when I, when I realized that I could have this balance so I could really make the life of my clients much better by helping them with my knowledge and at the same time make a living out of it, it was just fantastic. It just felt really great because um, it really feeds um, this this core value that I have deep inside me, that it's this core value of being really helpful and generous with other people. And this is, again, the, the other thing. It's, it's like a, a cycle. So 
Um, I've, I've been doing voluntary work since, um, I don't know, since I owned a scooter when I was 14 and started driving around in the city. Since then, I, I, I've been doing voluntary work mm-hmm. and um, I'm just so proud that with my work, I managed to give back because now I can't do as much as voluntary work as I would want to do. Of course. Um, so I feel really good that with my work, I can still give back an impact on, on the causes I believe in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's nice to be able to do something that's actually benefiting people. You know, it's like, it's beneficial to you, obviously, because you make money, but at the same time, you're helping someone take something off their plate that they necessarily don't have time to do or they don't know how to do. So it's definitely like, I always feel good about that too. And then like, since it's your own thing, when people message you, like, I really appreciate your help or like, you've really helped me with this, this and this and things like that. It just means so much more because you're like, wow, this is like my business and I'm making people feel good about what's happening. So yeah, that's great. Um, So what is your favorite tool that you use in your business? Like this could be a digital tool or like a paper planner or something like that. Hey, I have, uh, well, that is one that I, I discovered Mm-hmm. Uh, in December, and it's this planner. So the oh, yeah. planner. Um, this is really helping me a lot with the content. Yeah, um, I've always struggled a bit with with the content and and be consistent. Mm-hmm. But this is really helping me because I I I need I I'm a paper person, so I need to write things down. So this is really perfect because there is a lot of space that you can fill in with your own notes and your own. Um, like if, if you're drafting an article, I mean, in this planner, you have enough space for, for doing it there. So if you draft on paper, that's f- perfect. Yeah. And then there is another one that I use that I couldn't do my, my work without it. And it's Asana. Okay. So this is just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I Thing agree. Number one. It's so amazing. And my clients love it too. Like they, sometimes they don't, they've never heard of it. They're like, what's that? And then I introduce them and they're like, oh, now I use it within my own business just to keep track of my day-to-day activity. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Like Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people who uses both Asana and Trello, which is really weird because usually people are like one or the other. But for Mm -hmm. me, I track my own stuff in Asana, I mean in Trello. And then my client stuff is all in uh, Asana. So, okay yeah personal preference but yeah people are just like how do you do both i'm like well you know no, i i actually love trello I, I love the concept it's just that i have maybe i've never found the right way of using it because i really like the concept mm-hmm. but after a while i always went back to asana yeah, so I took a course called Trello for Business by the three, I think, Creative Collective Girls, and that's kind of what got me into Trello. But I, I feel like it's too bulky for use with my clients. So just me, it's fine. But if I try to add the clients in the mix, it's hard to have like conversations and things like that. Um, and things kind of get lost in the shuffle. So I prefer to just use it with myself. But with clients, it's easier to use Asana because you can have like conversations and subtask and, you know. Yeah assign things to a date like an entire subtask not just the whole task so that I found that easier for clients but yeah definitely go check out Asana or Trello if you need a new project management tool guys um and then lastly who is your go-to business resource like someone that inspires you and you always feel like they kind of just know what they're talking about um 
well, there is, um, uh, well, it's kind of hard to decide one, but I would say um, I've sticked for already quite a bit of time with Jessica Lorimer. Okay. And she's a sales coach. Okay. And uh, I've been in her Facebook group since August 2016, I think. And then since November 2016, I've been in her membership group, the Dotties. And I've, I've taken other, other courses. And um, I really like her because she's really direct and she, she really keeps things easy. So she's teaching sales. Mm -hmm. um, in a way that it's definitely not sleazy, that it's it's done with integrity and honesty. So that's something that I really like because um, when you want to learn about sales, there might be some coaches or you may find some resources that they are all just focused on selling and bringing yeah. money home. And I, I don't share that uh, that view. So I just felt the connection with her uh, mm -hmm. when I started getting to know her. And now I'm, uh, I'm basically, yeah, she's the only um, person that, like, coach that I'm following. And, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I really like her her style and her approach. Yeah, I think sales coaches that aren't super salesy are, like, the best because – you know, it's about what the people want. It's not about trying to push your product on them. So if you can't do that in an effective way without seeming like you're selling, then you're doing it wrong. So yeah. that's kind of how I feel about the matter. And I try to remain as non-salesy as possible because it's, I know it's annoying for people, but yeah. yeah. So I know you're in the middle of rebranding and stuff, but um, could you share your website and your um, social media handles? I guess you could share your new ones because by the time this launches and April, you should be fully rebranded, right? Yes, okay. yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably my website, it's, uh, it's soon it will be ready. So uh, my, the address will be, because it's still not published, but the address is uh, pandolfi.com. Okay. Um, so it's my full name, name and surname, and um, that's for now. It's basically the the, the main channel uh, that people can can get in touch with me because now that we are recording the the, the podcast, um, I, I still don't have in place all the social media uh, handles and so on. So the website is definitely the best one. <laughs> Okay, well, if when this launches, all you have social media channels and stuff, I'll definitely leave them all in the um, the show notes so people can access you on those as well. But yeah, it was great having you as a guest, and I really enjoyed learning more about your journey and you know coming from being a VA to an online business strategist and all that. It's been interesting to learn about. So yeah, I really enjoyed having you. Fantastic! It was really nice to to be with you, Jenny. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for hosting me. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 30. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and so much more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. 
Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.